This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You in? Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee in terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, We understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Before we begin today, please do consider voting for us in the upcoming Football Content Awards. We will be going for the Best Club Content Creator in the Football League category. All the necessary links to vote are in the description, each one counting for one vote. We all put a lot of effort into this channel, so again, please do consider voting. Thank you, and enjoy the podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Blues Focus Podcast with me, Toby Castle, Zach Woods, and Josh Fletcher. Good evening, boys. How are we? All good, mate. All good. All good after last night's result. Can't really remember the last time we won by that sort of emphatic margin, really. So, um, yeah, let's just dive straight into it. So, where do we even begin with that one? I mean, like, perhaps the lineup is perhaps something that we've been talking about for a while, um, and it sort of contrasts really when you compare the performance we had against Norwich to the lineup and performance we put out against Huddersfield. Yeah, absolutely. You're completely right. We've said it for a while that the lineups. We've seen probably throughout the majority of September uh, haven't been what we wanted as, as as fans and the player selection we feel has been uh, a little bit off. Uh, he, he got it spot on last night. As soon as I saw the lineup and saw it re- was released, uh, my confidence instantly went through the roof. Uh, it's great to see Stansfield playing up top as the sole striker and not out wide. He's a lot more effective there. We're speaking to an ex-termate actually and Although he played out wide for Exeter on the odd occasion, they voiced the same opinion. He's much more effective up top. Um, nice to see Miyoshi. He was in behind the striker last night. and We've, we've said uh, we think he's most effective out wide, but had a fantastic game last night and proved that he can play in behind the striker and still be as effective. Um, thought Backer was brilliant going forward. And Dembele, I mean, he was just unbelievable last night. Two goals, looked excellent on the ball and and cutting in on that right foot. He looked dangerous every time, could have had four or five last night. And yeah, the defence wasn't messed with. That stayed the same and rightly so, because that defence has been decent so far this season. Um, But overall, last night, really good performance. Correct team was put out. That team performed as we expected when those players were on the pitch. Um, But yeah, just a, a great night all in, really. It was indeed. Um, Josh, your thoughts on Sariki Dembele's sensational performance, to say the least, last night. I mean, he's just incredible, isn't he? I mean, he's that type of player we've been looking out for at the Blues and really wanting for a couple of years, really. Like defensively, obviously, he's not. That's not his role in the team. It's going forward. 
Um, and he was just given the license to just stay forward. But every time he got the ball, something happened. I mean, that first half, he had about three shots just in a row where he just kept cutting in right foot. And almost every single one, you were like, oh, it's going to go in. So just incredible. And I mean, the confidence he's got on the ball as well. I mean, he's only just come back from injury. So I did think, oh, like, how is he going to do? But you could tell just from minute one, it was like, okay, he's up for the game. And there were moments where he would be on the wing and he kind of, he was, the ball would be like the other side and you could see him like adjusting his socks or bending over. And I was just like, oh no, he's going to be injured or he's going to pull up. And then the ball would go over and it's like, oh no, no, he's just in position. He knows the ball's on the other side. He doesn't really have to get involved. And then as soon as the ball gets to him, boom, he's gone. So he's, he's just a brilliant player and, it was nice to see someone other than Stansfield do the shooting for us last night and get those two goals. So, incredible performance from him. It was great to see, wasn't it? I feel like um, his sort of mentality is similar to that of Stansfield. It's like work as hard as you possibly can to get into those shooting positions and take the shots on. Because last night, I mean, like all four of the goals, pretty much, maybe aside from Yoshi's goal, was pretty much a shoot on sight incident. I mean, the first goal was fortunate to say the least I think because the keeper should have done much much better um, but then the second goal was brilliantly worked I mean out of the attacking three uh, from uh, Dembele, Stansfield and Miyoshi who do you think Zach is probably who, who was the best player last night for us? Oh, it's, it's Dembele every day he was phenomenal I mean I know Josh touched on it a lot but he looks so dangerous every time he cut on his right foot. I think um, the game he came on uh, last for us, uh, I think we mentioned it in the last pod, but we were saying it looks like he may have come back a bit too early. He didn't look his best, um, and I think he'll know that. But last night, he was just excellent. Obviously, to get two goals, he opened the, the season with a goal himself and a similar goal, get it on his right foot, smash it in the top corner. Great goal. Um that's something I wasn't sure if we'd see too much of from Dembele is the goals because he is a tricky winger. He likes to play out wide. He's very rarely, you know, in and around the box, but he was getting in the best shooting positions last night. Um, him, Longolo, Miyoshi, I think they linked up really well on the left-hand side. Um, it was a great triangle um, sort of connection they had going on there. But yeah, he, he was just excellent. And, and for sure, my man of the match, that's not taking anything away from the other players because I think everyone did their jobs last night. Stansfield probably had a slightly quieter evening than normal. Um, but certainly didn't do anything wrong, just did his job, did what he had to do. As I've said, I thought Miyoshi was brilliant last night, really nice goal at the back post as well. And then the other uh, player that played a bit further forward, Bakuna, again, thought he had a good evening, looked good on the ball. Um, but for me, yeah, Dembele had to be the, the standout last night. Were you surprised at how poor Huddersfield turned out to be? <sighs> They're in a bit of a transitional period, aren't they? Because they've just obviously got on rid of Neil Warnock and Darren Moore is Darren Moore, isn't it? Has um, obviously come in and taken over. Um, it, it's tricky. They they underperformed last season. Neil Warnock did very well to keep them up. I I wasn't too surprised as to how poor they were from previous performances I've seen from them when Blues have played them. I've I've never watched Huddersfield in the last year or two and thought, wow, this team looked exceptional. I I I did expect us to control the game, have the majority of the ball, the majority of chances, which I'd say is fair to say we did. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those evenings where I think anything less than three points would have been disappointing. We picked up two from a possible 15 in September, which is pretty diabolical um, to, to start the new month with, with all three points against a, a side that you know, haven't started great, haven't started awful, just sort of an average start, but to, to thump them 4-1, yeah, it was, it was brilliant. 
I mean, I can't honestly remember the last time we did win 4-1. Uh, the last time we won by such a big margin was, I think, in 2014 when we played Reading. We won 6-1. I don't think we've had uh, that big of a margin yeah. since, really. We've, we've had a few 3-0s. We've had quite a few 3-0s. We had Bristol City last season. We've had, in recent years, Hull a few years back. Sheffield Wednesday, we had a 3-0 maybe Sunderland as well. I'm not too sure. So we've had a few 3 nails. I can't remember the last time we saw, obviously, the Luton 5 nil as well. Can't forget that one. Mm. Um, trying to think of anywhere we any more, but no, it's, it's put it this way, it's rare you see Blues grab four goals in a game. That's <laughs> rare we even get two at times. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we were fantastic. I think as well, actually, it was um, at home. Not, so it wouldn't be away, actually, would it? Um so it's uh, getting the facts right again as usual. <laughs> um, usual things, because we're never sure. <laughs> welcome back to another episode of speculating of whether it's the right fact or not. Um, but yeah, I, I was really pleased, and particularly how we, we seem to just turn up to not lose against Norwich, didn't we? So it was really nice to see where it, it was a game that could perhaps be the another one sort of go on the record almost. And I feel like with the rumours piling up about Eustace and his job as well, I feel like he was determined to put a strong team out and go out there and try and, you know, show show him, show everybody that he is still a good manager. He understands the team. Um, and I'm absolutely certain that he doesn't play that team mostly because of maybe injury worries or whatever. But you can just see that that team is so far ahead of anything else we can play. Playing Stansfield down the centre is so much better than playing Hoger in the centre. Putting Miyoshi and Dembele in the team, you know, there's fast interchangeable play. It's it's just the football that those type of players are so used to. It's what they can do every week. Um, and obviously, you've got two solid midfielders in Bielik and Sonjic. You've got great options off the bench. The defence, even though um, I did make a, an appearance, a sort of appearance last night, yeah. um, but it's still very immaculate pretty much at times. It is a bit of a dodgy goal to concede, but uh, perhaps maybe just chalk it down to a bit of late, late goal sort of yeah. switching off or whatever. Um, and then obviously we've got a great experience keeper in Ruddy. So the team really has got some real strong stability this season. Um, we just need to use it right. And I feel like when those games come, I feel like we should keep a unchanged team for Friday night, mm -hmm. go out and do pretty much the same type of performance. Because even though West Brom have picked up in recent weeks and uh, they beat Preston four 0 of course, they, I don't think they'll be able to keep up with that sort of high pressure early on. And it was great to see as well because it was pretty much what we were talking about in the last podcast together, of saying like get a fast start, get a couple of goals. And it's pretty much what we did. It's what we should have should have done against Norwich really. So. We'll take that into the West Brom game, hopefully, and try and do exactly the same because I'm sure that they're there for the taking. You know, it's home as well, so I'm sure that we can. I'm sure we can win. Really, I mean, what's your, what's your guys' thoughts on this? Yeah, I think like West Brom on Friday coming up. My dad's a West Brom fan, so I've kind of keep tabs on how they're doing, and they very much seem to be. Not yes, they got the four 0 against Preston, but like they only beat Sheffield Wednesday one 0 yesterday, and from the sounds of it, it was very much they got the goal, and then rather than pressing on, they just sat back. So I think mm. at the moment they're just trying to kind of get results when they can, otherwise it's more just keep a clean sheet. So I think it will probably be when they come to us, they'll sit back. We'll probably have the ball again, 
And I think that's, for me, what was so positive against um, Huddersfield was that on the ball, it was the first game I've seen Blues play in years where everyone just looked comfortable. Like, yes, we had our moments, but we're only, like, we're championship level. We're not going to be passing it around like prime Barcelona, although we did have our moments, to be fair to us. But, yeah, it was just confidence on the ball and even, like, Bielik just having the ball and going, oh, no, there's not an option. I'll just pass it off to Long or give it to Sanderson and we'll just build something else up. Like, I can't remember the last time I've seen Blues play that and it actually work, which Mm. was really positive. And I think that's probably something we're going to have to um, play like against West Brom. Like, I think we'll get a lot of the ball. So I think it's just positive that now we have got the likes of... Dembele in, in the team starting you're saying Stansfield up front to make those bursting runs that was the thing I noticed all game was those runs that he made was when Hogan's playing it's almost like a half run he kind of jogs into the position to say go on play the pass and then mm. he runs whereas Stansfield was like I don't care I'm just running straight away like full pelt and he knew half the time oh, I'm not going to get the ball and it was almost like I'm just making the run just so somebody else can get in the space like Miyoshi and yeah, that was exactly, just brilliant yeah. to see. So even if we are dropping back, dropping back, all right, just ball over the top of Sandsfield. And it was mm-hmm. just great to see. Like, we can switch it up. We can play quick football or we can just slow it down when we need to. So I'm actually really looking forward to the West Brom game now to see what Eustace does. I mean, as you've said, keep the team exactly the same. No changes unless there's a freak injury in training, which knowing Blues, I mean, uh, injury worries at the moment. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But, um, yeah, keep exactly the same team and play exactly the same way as we did against Huddersfield. And we'll definitely get something from the game because that starting eleven was just watching it. I was like, I don't really fear any team in the championship when we play like that because the players that we have got, and that's not even our strongest team. We've still got Laird, still got Buchanan to come in. We've got the likes of Tyler Roberts, who I know we haven't seen much of him, but in pre-season he looked quite decent. Uh, Keshi Anderson as well to come off the bench. George Hall. Like the options are there when they all come back, and it is it, it's looking promising. Mm. Yeah, it's a great observation actually. Talking about the midfield of how they were sort of just comfortable on the ball and everything. I almost forgot about that actually, but because I was just so you know in, enticed with watching Dembele nutmeg the players and spin past them every time. But yeah, it's really good. It's a great point you make there actually. Um, I did have a second question, then I've completely forgotten it. Sorry, mate, we'll just keep talking about how great Dembele is tonight, I reckon. Let's just keep banging on about that. He's such a baller, but uh, honestly, I think uh, this might sound a bit harsh on, say, Chong, for example, but I think the difference between the two there, it really made me aware last night of what, what a quality, just effective winger looks like. I think... That's not me bashing Chong because I do think Chong is a good footballer. Um, looks great on the ball, very quick, very agile. I'm sure wherever he goes, I know you know he's playing in the Premier League now with Luton Town, which suggests he's a, a very good footballer. But whatever happens to him, I'm sure he'll have a good career in somewhere or another. But Dembele just looks that step above, I think is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. And the fact we paid 750k for him and sold Chong for five, 10 million, including add-ons, just shows what a great bit of business that was. And um, I think having a player like Dembele in the side who's comfortable on the ball almost rubs off on the other players, encourages us maybe to play a bit more possession-based football, which is something Blues yeah. haven't really done over the last decade or so. Um, so I, I think having a player like that, it just rubs off on the rest of the team. Um, 
But yeah, we can spend the rest of the pod just talking about Dembele if you want, Tommy. I don't mind. <laughs> I think, I'd say Dembele, to add so. to that, add to that, it shows how good Dembele is going forward. The fact that Longello didn't even need to. Mm. Like all game, he sat back. The amount of times he, he got the ball, that ball was always onto him for some reason. And he played it brilliantly. Oh. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. played the pass to Dembele. And you could see him go and then go, oh, no, I don't need to. And mm-hmm. I think that's why he played so well against Huddersfield because he just focused on defending. I think sometimes mm. he loses it when he has to think about going forward and tracking back. Whereas you could see in that game, he just played the pass and he had his moments going forward. Um, but it was very much just play the ball off, get back in position and just sit and wait for something to happen. Because you know, well, Dembele can just do it all on his own. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I thought I thought Longelo's passing from deep last night was something that I thought was excellent. There was a point in the second half where he did about two or three just excellent yeah. passes in a row from deep. Um, thought he looked really good and really comfortable, to be honest. He's a player that's not been getting a load of game time. Um, probably will now that the Buchanan's out for, what is it, six weeks? He's out for a while, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so I imagine Longolo will get some, you know, regular football. And, and who knows, by the time Buchanan's back, if Longolo keeps performing like that each week, I'm happy for that link-up of Dembele and Longolo down the left for the rest of the season. And again, that's nothing against Buchanan because he's been one of our best players to start. But if it's not if it's not broken, don't fix it. If Longolo and Dembele are getting on well, Buchanan's got to fight, fight for his position back, hasn't he? One person who I particularly thought played well last night, uh, Cody Drama. I thought he played fantastically yeah. last night. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, I was going to ask, actually, what happens to Ethan Laird when he comes back? Because Drame hasn't put a foot wrong, really. I mean, he started a bit shaky, but the last couple of games I've seen him and I'm like, I, does does Laird mm. come straight back in? Because I think Drame's got a very good, very valid point to make that I think Laird probably has to wait his turn for a bit. I think, yeah, I think we need to adopt that sort of policy where, like, you get injured, that's unfortunate, but the next player comes in. If he plays just as good as you've been playing, then he maintains his position until he either he gets suspended or injured or whatever, or if he doesn't play quite a good game, then you come back into the team. And I imagine that would create, like, a, um, a fairly uh, decent competitive environment for both, all, both players to work in, really, because... It, it can only lead to better football in that way as well, because if Longello's playing his style of football, then we can adapt him into that sort of team. And then obviously when Buchanan's back and he can play in that way as well. And then obviously Laird and drama as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's fantastic, really. The depth and the stability of the team, I feel, is real. it's been like, um, I think it's sort of slipped under people's radar, even though some yeah. of them have been getting injured quite frequently and obviously Tyler Roberts is very injury prone. I'm surprised Bielik hasn't taken a knock yet. Um, I'm certain that's um, going to happen. I'm just going to check my phone actually and look at my notifications just in case I've missed anything <laughs> since we've recorded. Christian Bielik out for nine months. Shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, I was just waiting for it at some point. Um, but yeah, I think that sort of slips under people's radars um, despite signing loads of players. It wasn't like the just the spending spree that it was like with Redknapp. This was just like sensible signings that for a reasonable price as well to build a team as well because it wasn't just a team full of individuals. It was a team that had some good quality, some real good football ability and just really like it builds the team well together. Aside from maybe a spare goalkeeper and maybe, I don't know, the defence is looking pretty strong as well and maybe another striker as well. 
I feel like yeah. we've actually got some really solid backup this season as well, which is yeah. something I would have absolutely bitten your hand off for last season. Mm. Yeah, yeah I've got. Sorry, go on, you go, Joe. Yeah, you go, mate. I was going to say, I think thinking about it, we've got at least two players for every position, like right back, uh, centre backs. Like the fact that Awu is having to come on at right back just shows how well Long and Sanderson are doing, and I think. Under previous managers, you would have seen Aru come in for the odd game uh, by now, but I think it just shows how trusted they those two are at the back. Um, that they they are like the leaders of the team. I mean, Sanderson yes has the armband, but Kevin Long is just he's your proper centre back. I think where Sanderson's a bit quicker and he's more of a modern day fullback, uh, mm. centre back. Sorry, uh, Long is just that brute force at the back. I mean, he's got the highest win percentage of headers in the league uh, this season so far. And I mean, just last night, I was counting them and he won almost every single one. And you can see with Longello as well, he was like kind of coaching him through the game defensively, which again is, that's what Longello needs. Um, I think last season he didn't really have that um, with like Trusty for as brilliant as, as he was. It was his first proper season in English football as well, so he couldn't coach himself and um, Longello as well. So Long's just been able to do that yeah, for so, him. So that's standard, I think, as well, because Long is a yeah. former Premier League player, even though he probably didn't yeah. have as many games. Trusty had never played in the Championship before and obviously was yeah. still young himself. He did have Harley Dean for a little bit, but only for a small period of time because then he was, yeah. well, quote-unquote, injured and then uh, didn't play for us after that. So that was quite strange, <laughs> yeah. really, but... Yeah, I think with Kevin Long, I think he's just like that type of player and that type of yeah. person as well. He's got a lot to really offer him. And you saw that last night, really did. Everybody was just yeah. absolutely solid. Mm, yeah, I think I think I agree. I think the the I've seen a, a few people this season complain about the lack of depth, but I think that's probably more injuries and everything. Let's say we have a fully fit Blues squad. We have got plenty of depth, particularly in the wide mm. positions. The midfield, we've got Bielik, Sunjic, Baka, Alfie Chang, if he's fit, he's there as well. Full-backs, we've got two for each position, Longolo, Buchanan there, Dramer. And then, obviously, Iwu, Long, Sanderson. Probably centre-halves, the one position where the depth is lacking a little bit. Um, Maybe, yeah. Strikers, we've got Stansfield, Hogan, Juki. I'd say we're fairly all right there. So, I'd say, apart from centre-half, most positions are fairly well covered when everyone is fit. It probably seems like the, the depth is a little bit less at the moment due to the amount of injuries. But I think, going back to what we were saying a few minutes ago, the full-back positions, we are blessed this season because mm-hmm. Dramer and Laird are both equally as good as each other. And I think to have competition for one spot and two players who are so good going at it for that, that one position, I think is, is such healthy competition and it's so good for Blues. When one of them is injured, we've got an equally as good player there for backup. Um and I think it's great to have Buchanan Longolo. Probably Buchanan is at his stage of a, a career at the moment, the slightly better left back, but Longolo is mm. just as good to come in when we need him to. And he did his job last night brilliantly. So to have to have a good amount of depth in this Blues team at the moment, lacking a little bit because of the injuries. But when everyone is fit, we've got, you know, Tyler Roberts back as well. As you said, Keshi Anders. When everyone's back, the depth in the Blues team and the options we have, there is no reason why we can't be going for a top six spot this season. Yeah, I think it's as well though, because like when your players are injured, you don't have depth, do you? But you know that's what depth is for. There, I mean, like yes, if a few players get injured and you've got no backups, then that's poor depth. But like if we have just a 
couple of players out then we've got loads of players to fit in but it's just that we've been hit with just a bit of a wave recently of many injured players i think it's about six currently injured at the moment so we've got on the, on the list yes, it's not, it's too it's many how many it is yeah it's not a great thing to think about particularly when we've got a derby day coming up um mm. which i think we should talk about actually um we're ignoring oh, Norwich. I think we should probably just ignore Norwich. For, for just for, never happened, did it? Never I think happened. Norwich. I think Norwich can be sort of intertwined because it, it was almost the complete opposite of the Huddersfield game. Almost, it's what it was the mm. blueprints of where we saw our mistakes. Almost because mm. we put out a very unconvincing starting lineup. Um, unconvincing, inconvincing. Is that a word? Which one's yeah. the right word? Shit lineup, basically, mate. That's yeah. the word. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to swear less on the podcast. I, I'm I'm gonna swear where whenever I like on the vlog. I'm trying, on the podcast, I'm trying not Fair to, enough. but fuck it, it's a shite lineup. Um, <laughs> uh, and we 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 played very defensive football against the very uh, uh, possession based team. Um, and we we just sort of faded in the second half. It was just the complete opposite with Huddersfield. We played a much better team in the starting lineup. We played very attackingly. And we, we stuck in it in the second half. We, we scored two goals in both halves, you know. We were absolutely phenomenal. You know, it's it's it, that is exactly how we should play each week. Obviously, it's difficult to keep up to those standards. But, you know, those standards are there to try and reach as well, though, because like, you keep on playing games like that, you're going to keep on going up the table. So I think that's the same for the good sort of comparison in two games of how to not approach a game and how to mm. approach a game. Because particularly when we've got West Brom now, I feel I feel more confident for it, you know. Yeah, I think we almost needed that Norwich game to go the way it did, to for Eustace to kind of know then. Okay, not going to make that mistake again, and then we get the Huddersfield game. I think if that mm-hmm. Norwich game doesn't happen, we don't get the Huddersfield game because I think Hogan stays up front, which means Stansfield's not there, and mm-hmm. I think the whole thing doesn't work. So it's almost it was kind of like a light bulb moment. And I just hope that Eustace has seen that now and gone, yeah, okay, what I was doing before wasn't working. And now we've seen that it is working. So hopefully, as I say, same lineup for West Brom and we play the same way. Just We need to not change it and think, oh, we don't want to lose the game. We need to be more, let's go and win the game. And I think that's when we play better. Go on then, give us some predictions. Zach, you go first. Um... Baggies of just to say before I say his prediction, I did get Norwich right. So you did I, actually. We, we I did get it right. Yeah. Did get it right. So mm-hmm. hopefully I get it right. Uh, no, actually, I was about to say hopefully I'll get it right this time, but I'm not sure. I'm back in a Blues win. It's a tricky one because Norwich have started the uh, Norwich West Brom have started the season well. I believe they're in a playoff spot at the moment. Um, last season we obviously did the double over them, and obviously against Huddersfield we played very well. Um, I think it is heavily down to how the lineup looks. And as we've alluded to and said, it should be exactly the same despite a freak injury. Um, so if that lineup stays the same and we see a similar quality, there's no reason why we can't win the game. It's whether it's been quite a heavy schedule recently, having played Norwich last Saturday, Tuesday, and then to go again Friday. Uh, we're playing earlier than, you know, most teams. So. I think I'm going to be boring and I'm going to sit on the fence for this one. I'm going to go a draw. Um, if you'd asked me after the Norwich game, I would have said we're not going to beat Baggies. But last night was so excellent. I think we can go in and at least get a point. And I take a point because 
I think West mm. Brom will have a good year this year. Um, as I said, that they've they've started the season pretty well. Um, Friday night under the lights is always nice at St Andrews. Hopefully, it's a good crowd and can get behind the players. Um, so I'm going to go if the lineup's the same, and hopefully we can produce a, a similar performance. I'm going to go a one-one draw. I think. Okay, yeah. I don't think that would be a bad result, actually, particularly mm -hmm. in the frame of how many games. Yes, we've had a great result, but I don't think that's a bad result, really, to to come out of, really. Uh, Josh, obviously, you've got relatives who are West Brom fans. I'm not even going to ask how that became a thing, um, but <laughs> how, um, give us your prediction. for. Um, I mean, I've quite liked playing West Brom the last couple of years because we've done quite well the last two seasons. So um, mm. hope it that continues. I think if we keep the same lineup, then I am positive. Uh, I'm going to go for two nil. Um, I mm. think we will get something from the game. Well, I hope we'll get something from the game. Uh, I think I'd take a one-one, uh, depending on the performance. Um, the thing for me is that they they don't seem to be playing with a striker at the moment. Um, I think I'm not sure about the last game, but um, I know the game before they started Jed Wallace up front, and he's oh, typically okay. a winger. So, um, I, part of me can just see Thomas Asante getting a goal because it's just typical that he would get one. Um, <laughs> but then I also think our defence looks really good against Huddersfield. Yes, we got they got the late goal, but I think as you say, that was more just game was over, and we, I mean we cancelled it out like a minute later Pretty anyway. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go 2-0. I think we'll get a goal first half and then we'll do like against Huddersfield. We'll get one about 60th minute to kill the game off again. So I'm feeling more confident than after the Norwich game. Um, mm. So, yeah. That's what I'm going I can for. see... Yeah, I could see a 2-0. I could see either one, to be honest. It all depends on how the night goes, of course. Um, but I could sort of see, like... I, I, I'd like to... I think what we could try and do almost is like we try and end each half as strongly yeah. as we can because I feel like towards the end of the first half was a great opportunity, particularly against, I mean, a team like West Brom this season. Do you say they were very uh, possession-based, Zach? Uh, I have no idea. To be honest. I have no idea. <laughs> said I haven't it, watched so. too much of him, to be honest. Yeah, well, well I can't remember that. <laughs> Again, welcome back to the Blue Spokes. <laughs> no idea. No idea. They might be, they might lump it forward. They might pass it. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Don't ask us. Don't ask I, us. I, my point still remains because I feel like in these games where it gets quite tight towards the end of uh, the, both of the halves, I feel like there's goals in that, really. So I feel mm. like if we were to take an early lead, yes, it's fantastic. And yes, we can obviously build on it. But then again... We've got a long time then to try and hold on to a, a lead, really. So I feel like if we try and pinch it towards the end of the first half and then pinch another goal towards the end of the second half, I feel like there's there's a game plan in that, really. So I feel mm. like there's... Right, rather than trying to go for the kill like we did against Huddersfield, because, I mean, they were flat and lethargic, weren't they? That Scoring an early goal against them only helped the game out more, but I'm sure that West Brom and the players will be up for it. And so if they do go goal down early, they'll be wanting to respond as quickly as possible just to get the fans back on side and everything. So it'd be great, obviously. I mean, fuck it, I'm obviously going to say that I don't want to score early. Of course I do, but I feel like there's more of a chance of us winning the game if we do get those goals later on, really, because I feel like just as like a, just as like I said then, West Brom probably won't have the answer then and they'll start to make mistakes and then we can pick off them because that's something I've really picked up on this season is the fact that like a loose pass here and there, we did it absolutely fantastically against Bristol City away where mm. there was like a, a clumsy pass or yeah. something that got caught up in the midfield and 
were on them. Bielik and Laird, particularly, they were just like stepping in front of players, intercepting the ball and getting us back on the break. I thought that's exactly what we can do against West Brom. Um, just sort of like we we could perhaps sit a bit more defensively. So if Eustace mm-hmm. does want to change the sort of the tactics and the style for that game, I think that's fair enough, really, because it will be a trickier game, obviously, because local rivals and that. Um, and and it probably would favour us as well because then we can get Dembele and Miyashi going up front. Mm. And and what I've noticed as well, even though we we were counter attacking and um, it we, we still had the ball, it wasn't it sort of came from um, a position where like there was a couple of defenders in between the goal uh, on the counter attacks last night. I feel like if we do sit deeper, and then when the ball put it out to Dembele or Miyashi out on the right or anything, then as soon as they're past them, and I'm absolutely certain of blast past them then we've got a proper old-fashioned counter-attack mm. on then and then players like Stansfield up front they'll just absolutely yeah. smash them in really I'm absolutely certain of that so in terms of a game plan I'd like to see that so I think we could definitely get a couple of goals but I also think that we are probably a bit prone towards a, a goal conceding actually particularly in a game like West Brom so I, I'll go 2-1 I think it's going to be a, a close encounter yeah I think a big thing as well is that a it's a sellout again uh, the lower tilton being open as well i think that's going to be a massive yes. thing especially second half if um if we're shooting towards the tilton in the second half then that's going to be a major factor i think probably if the game's a bit low like that's what i noticed against huddersfield i know we were two nil up um, but when the second half started i think it was like the first five minutes and i was like the atmosphere is just gone it's like we didn't it we was almost a bit didn't quiet last night yeah we almost didn't want the half to end. Um, mm. But then, like again, as soon as we started getting that playing back and we got our chances in the second half, it, it came alive again. So I'm sure with the tilt and back open, uh, the lower tilt and back open, then that's only going to help us as well. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's so nice to have that back open again. It's mad to think that the last time we saw fans in that lower tilt and was 2019. How ridiculous. It's nearly, we're not far off 2024. And 2019 was the last time we saw fans in that lower tilt. And so, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be great to see. Um, I, I, I would quite like to sit there myself, to be honest, on Friday night. But obviously, I don't know how it's done. How is it done? Have they just gone out to – have people been moved or have they just gone on general sale there? Or Some people have moved. I know there was a guy on the radio that said he got off. So, if you had a seat there, you got offered yeah. to move. Um, okay. So, I used to sit there. Uh mm before obviously they closed it and um, mm. at the start of this season they offered me it back um, mm. and they were like we'll give you a temporary seat and then you can move back while it's there but okay. I mean we like the seats we're in now so we've decided to stay but I know some people have just been waiting and now mm. that it's back open they've they've been given yeah. the chance yeah yeah that, that, that's smart yeah I think that's that's reasonable mm. um, compromise Spe- that is yeah. yeah speaking of where People are sitting. Tommy, you were in uh, the executive part last night. Do you want to tell us about that? How was it? That's twice now you've done it, isn't it? Well, if I must. Um, yes, <laughs> I did have um, executive seats last night. Uh, it wasn't the same as last time. Uh, I was in boardroom hospitality last time, which we won through the uh, end of season awards. Um, uh, and then obviously one last night, uh, which you'd have seen on the blog if you've watched this, if you happen to then... Um, it's just in the top right over there. Go and watch it. Yeah, it was fantastic, really. I mean, like, well, it's it's great to do every now and then, obviously, because, like, I mean, the, the seats are fucking great and everything sitting in them and getting meals and 
drinks for free and all that sort of stuff that's fantastic um so yeah it, it is a proper grace experience um but yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back into the uh back into <laughs> to the mosh pit on uh, friday <laughs> night that would be good but yeah it's fantastic really and i did get to um uh what was it again i think it was hand a bottle of champagne over to jay stansfield who was the man of a match last night so that was cool uh, i didn't know i was actually going to do that until the, the guy called my name out so it was just like who, who me <laughs> he said that oh, it's his 21st birthday today technically it wasn't it was on sunday um but yeah it just sort of it was great really i really did enjoy it um yeah i feel like um Okay. If anybody has ever considered doing this, it's it's definitely worth the money. It's great seeing it from a, a different point of view. Um, I do it just for the seats at times, but, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> um, are you going Friday night, Zach? Because you were there last night. Yeah, right? I'm going Friday night, but I'm going as a fan on Friday night. I was in the press box last night doing a few little oh, bits, yeah. um, but now I'll be in the uh, I'll be in back in the stands Friday night, mate, with my dad. So uh, yeah, looking forward to it. I don't know where we're sitting, but. Yeah, it'll be good, mate. Not not the executive suite or whatever. It won't be there, but it'll be somewhere in the stand. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Are you coming the roost before the game? Uh, oh, I don't know. Mate. I think I got a leg day, and I oh, <laughs> oh shit, nah. I'm joking. That nah, I, I I once this season, I promise I will. I will. I'd like because it's been it's a uh, garden been revamped or something. Like, don't yeah, know. they've had um, turf put down obviously through the winter months. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, you got to come and speak to Jamie. I mean, like Jamie's yeah. funny. Jamie's funny at the best of the times. He's like <laughs> very opinionated when he's in the after a few drinks. After yeah, few he's drinks. got a pint but, in his hands. Yeah. Him the other hand. Couldn't <laughs> what what he says after a pint couldn't go on here. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep it to the pub. But now, uh, once this season, I'll I'll, I'll come along. <laughs> oh, we love oh, him really. God. We love you, Jamie. Come back on the show. Where the fuck are you tonight, say? Yeah, honestly. God knows. What anyway. else is there to talk about? I'm trying to think. Is anything else happened at Blues that's uh, noteworthy? I don't know. It's been, quite, it's been quite a quiet period, really, hasn't it? We've had a few injuries, but it's just pretty much been the games to report on, hasn't it? Normally, something wild's going on at Blues, like the stands are falling down, or someone said something, or and it's it's all gone off. But it's been quite, it's been quite quiet, really. I feel like we've come from a season where. Like last season, we had like every week we have to be so on it in making sure that we had the news and everything right because there was a couple of times last season where we'd finished recording and literally like we'd still be on the call having a chat afterwards and literally something else would come out afterwards again. So mm. I feel like we've come back to normality a bit and we're sort of still on edge about everything. So like I'm still flicking through my phone about news potentially coming out about it but well last week last week it happened it happened last week because when we were uh recording as soon as we finished it was buchanan's injured literally about 20 minutes mm. after we hopped off the call it came out that mm. buchanan so we're going to end this call today eustace would have been sacked stansfield we're going to real madrid or something like it, it, it'll, <laughs> it'll just all go off it really will oh god it was just mental last season how how we've changed so quickly in less than a couple of months because you compare that end of season last season against um last game of the season sorry against Sheffield United to the first game of the season or first home game back at Leeds it's just like it's only a couple of months yeah it was completely different I mean like the mm. speaking of which actually they have revamped some of the uh things in the executive room um they haven't I, I didn't see the um sort of the big open plan that they've got you know with the sort of the mm. uh, big ring lights in the middle of the floor and everything 
Um, I actually didn't know where that was, but the, they've done up all the reception and, of course, all the stuff outside the ground looks fantastic as well. But, yeah, I feel like it's just like um, it, it's I'm proper feeling a proper attachment again with the Blues, really. And it's been a while since that's been like a proper feeling back at the club but yeah it's fantastic to see again and um long may it continue it's nice the only explosions at the club are the fireworks at the start <laughs> of the game yeah very true but even even small things like that is so great to have like it just yeah. gets you up for it and uh, since the owners have come in even like like even smaller details like the, the fence has been painted or i think they've got yeah. like a new blue turf around the, yes. the pitch which just makes yeah. things look nicer it's just mm. they've come in, they've done such a fantastic job. And even the match day programs, they've improved significantly, I think, from last season. Yeah. Um, they, they were right last season, but this season, it, they seem bigger. There's interesting stuff in there. The mm. designs, the covers are really nice. Everything around the club is improving. And, you know, if you told me last season our new owner will go Preston away and cover a 600 quid bar tower, I wouldn't have believed it. So the, the changes at the club have been amazing. Mm. You did say, Tommy, before everyone cut out, is there anything else to speak about? I, I think it's good to sort of mention Jude maybe because Jude is performing incredibly at the moment for Real Madrid. Also, Hannibal started last night for Man United and I know they had a poor result, but Hannibal starting in the Champions League for Manchester United, I think it's pretty, pretty decent given he was a Blues player last season. Um, I'm glad he's being used at Man United because... He's a, I think he's a very good footballer. Maybe not Man United quality. Well, if he's starting in the Champions League, Eric Ten Hag clearly feels he is. But um, it's mm. just nice to see both him and Jude doing doing so well for their clubs. Yeah, I think it's it's an interesting point you raise, really, because both players have been in the Blues teams in very recent years, and they've gone on now, and both are featuring in the Champions League. So, I mean, credit to them. That I thought they're both fantastic. Obviously, Jude's the best player in the world at the moment but Hannibal as well I thought he was great when he was at us I mean that first game against Preston I've seen this that's such intense pressing for such a long period of time he was fantastic you know um and I feel like that's why I've been a bit disappointed the fact we didn't get trusty back because I feel like he's gone to Sheffield United it's not quite working out for him at the moment so I feel like had he come back to us I feel like we would have looked even more solid than we do right now I feel like it would have been better for him as well to come back into the team in a better lineup as well, and you know, kick his on, kick on his progression a bit more. But you know, I feel like um, he, he's still a fantastic player and everything. But probably just, I, I'd just like to have seen him come back to blows really. But yeah, mm. it's really well. Would have been nice if even even if he were. It might sound a bit controversial though, but even if he were to come back right now, say he came back, he doesn't he doesn't get into the team for me at the moment, and that's not not taking yeah. anything away from Trusty because last season he's. I'd say since I've over the last decade I've supported Blues, he's probably been my favourite centre half, certainly in recent times. But Long and Sanderson have been excellent. I think statistically Long's up there with one of the best in the league. I think the way he started the season, or at least he's got a few stats where he's like number yeah, one Josh or two. Just said that he had like best headers in the league or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So we'd have to go to a five back, but I don't want to play a five back. So for me, if Trusty was to come back right now. As good as he is, he doesn't, and you know he hasn't really been playing football since last season, has he? He doesn't he doesn't mm. get into the team for me. So that's where again, that's where we're we're blessed with how our how our players are performing, and and, a, and a, another mention to the depth we've got, really. Yeah, no, it's absolutely excellent. Um, yeah, I don't think there is much to talk about else, is there? Um, aside from maybe talking about HS two going through Birmingham, but uh, we ain't getting into that. There's too much politics yeah. and all of that nonsense. <laughs> 
Who we'll leave that to like your highbrow podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's Birmingham related and Tom Fagner's having a say on it and everything. But um, yeah, I don't think um, <laughs> if you want politics, you've got football politics. Yeah. You, we're we're mm-hmm. going to talk about the VAR decisions and all that sort of stuff. We ain't talking about conservatives and Labour and all that stuff. Um, this ain't the place for that. Um, <laughs> where's this podcast going? Um, <laughs> Tony's uh, just waffling at this point. He's... I know. I feel like I've missed something, though. That's the thing. Um, no, I don't oh, think actually, so. Because you uh, predicted the scoreline correct last week, uh, you win this pot of pins. So uh, well, Brilliant. Exactly, that's what Get I'm in. If you could about. ship that to my address, mate. I'm, I'm making you really inconvenience yourself for a pot of pins. But, <laughs> yeah, ship it to me, mate. Next day, first class, ideally. That'd be brilliant. Thank you. I should have, like, a little cuff or a little trophy or something. We should have, like, a, a Blues Focus mug. <laughs> Was like predicting the scoreline correctly. I mean, I was mm. closest last night, as I said, three-one, uh, and then Jordan James popped up and made it three-one, four-one. Uh, sorry, uh, mm. Jack went with nine-all because, of course, he never <laughs> he never says anything normal. And then I think my dad said like two-nil or something like that. Um, so yeah, we'll, we will try and introduce a few more things like that. Uh, we might even be thinking about doing some live podcasts pretty soon because I think it's just keeping up to date with what we can. Um, really just bring immediately to you and also as well it would help on the uh, editing side of things as well uh, now that I'm getting busier as well but uh, yeah hopefully you've enjoyed this uh, latest episode of the Blues Focus podcast remember to like and subscribe and be also to uh, follow us on all of the uh, uh, on your uh, streaming platform of your choice um, and also of course subscribe to us on YouTube uh, remember, we are going for an award at the Football Content Awards on November 16th at Anfield. Uh, you can still vote for us uh, through the links in the description. Um, you can choose between all three uh, or you can just pick one. Uh, you can vote on the website. Uh, you can post a pre-filled tweet out and you can also tag us in our uh, Instagram posts. Uh, all the links, like I said, will be in the description. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you very much for joining me. Um, it's great to have you on as usual. Um, and yeah, thank you for watching. Keep right on. Keep right on. Sports Social Podcast Network. There's always something new and exciting happening in Montgomery County, Maryland. Join podcaster and business leader Kelly Leonard and me, Bob Levy, on another episode of Something to Talk About, where we speak with industry leaders making an impact in our county. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share box ready to go, your mates are already booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans